This is Dead Letter Radio, Episode 7. I'm your host, Taze, and as always, this is the podcast starring you. Uh, It's featuring your writing, your poetry, your letters, your short stories, and everything in between. I am just here to give you a platform to share your words with the world, and a space where you can listen to what the world is saying as well, what your neighbors are feeling and talking about through creative writing. So this week, I kind of took a little bit of a step back, and was just took some time to uh, watch in the snowfall and enjoy that and kind of just have a little spacer. So I've been a little less active on social media, but we're going to kick off this next week full steam ahead. So if you're interested in having some of your work read, please send it in, DM me. We can go, I'll go over some details about that at the end of the episode as always. So to begin this episode, you know what, before I actually start, I do want to say If last year was terrible for you, as it was for a lot of people, that I hope this year goes better for you. And if this year is still a bit rocky for you, I would like to remind you and hope you take into account that each day is a day full of possibilities. And so whether one day is bad, the next day always has the potential to be something greater. So keep your head up, I guess I'm trying to say. Um, Enjoy each day with the positivity that it gives. So for this first piece we're going to start with is by Dercio Lashusha, and it's titled, I Sleep on the Floor. I prefer the floor, not the bed, for the bed is not a bed, but a mouth with her tongue out, calling me to rest on her soft body. And only when she sees that I am at ease does her mouth begin to close, but just as her sharp teeth are about to cut into me. I leap, and am caught by the floor. I prefer the floor, not the bed, because the bed is not a bed, but a bed of wet sand, but not quite like a beach, calling me to rest on her soft body. And I sink smoothly into her embrace, but only when I am just about out of breath, I leap, and am caught by the floor. I much prefer the floor. So thank you, Darcio, for submitting this poem. When I asked them originally what inspired them to write this, uh, they spoke about having uh, troubling wrestling always with nightmares growing up and such. And then it made me recall of all the times where I'd wake up when I was younger and have a nightmare just run out of my room um, and trying to find you know, comfort any way you can. You, know, you would always hope that the one place where you get rest would be the peaceful space in your life, and unfortunately that is not always the case. Um, but Darcio uh, highlighted this beautifully. This next one is submitted anonymously, and it is titled, Without Him. I'm not afraid of being alone. I'm only afraid of being without him. I can't remember the exact moment that I lost myself. But I do remember that I made a choice to slip into the most beautiful unconsciousness. I wouldn't admit it at the time. I thought I was in control. But looking back, I was definitely becoming illogical. I hate to use past tense phrases like was because A. I don't want this to be over. And B. It's definitely still present tense for me. I'm still being illogical. I'm still trying to avoid the truth. And I still love him. 
He says we have been falling apart for months, but were things ever together? Were we ever together? Is it possible that as we drew closer, we were falling apart the whole time? And was it our relationship that was falling apart, or was it ourselves? Were we crumbling with every I love you? Did we know that deep down it would never work? I think he always needed more. I was not enough, would never be enough, but I let him make me feel like I was. It was a beautiful, intricate lie. One night, we were reading to each other from our journals, bearing our souls, it seemed. I had a quote that seemed to really strike a chord with him. Love can sometimes be magic, but magic can sometimes be just an illusion. How true that has proved to be. There were times it was magic, and now it seems that it was only an illusion, smoke and mirrors. But smoke isn't solid, you can't grab onto it or shape it. Yet this feeling in my stomach is solid. This feels real. This does not feel like magic or an illusion. This feels like my insides are disintegrating. It feels like fire and rain and loss of control. It feels like a million promises being broken. It feels like a million beginnings are ending all at once. Because I saw what we could be. We could have been so many things together, but it never mattered to me. I just wanted us to be together. He says he doesn't want to bring me down into his world. He says he loves me too much. He says that would be selfish. But this is worse. Being without him is going to break me more than being with him ever could. He said he couldn't live with himself if I ever started to hate him. But I couldn't. I love forever. I would never be able to lose track of who and how he was when I fell for him. I'll always be in love with those parts. I can't hate him now, even when I wish I could. God, it would be easier. If I hated him, I could just say, I'm better off without him. But I can't. And I'm not. So thank you for sharing those words. It's tough. <laughs> it's, it's the only way to really put it. Um, obviously, I'm not an expert in any of this in any way, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. But to be in a relationship that is full of uncertainty and to sometimes give into that uncertainty just for the, try to keep it together it's a tough call to make and we have, so I have another piece that kind of touches on something similar in a, in a little bit of a different vein but that the whole aspect of is love at the end of the day should make you happy in your situation and sometimes situations don't just don't work and sometimes whether you want to hate someone or what have you, or you're in love with the person, the past self, doesn't mean you can't stop caring for who someone once was. But if you're in a situation then that is not something that brings joy to your life, we only have a certain amount of years to live, so why not fill it with things that bring us joy? 
And so, you know, I always try to say love and all that kind of stuff takes effort. But if a relationship ultimately is not bringing you happiness, then sometimes ultimately it's better to leave, which doesn't make it easier at all. That idea of separating for something you love, even though everything seems to be falling apart. So thank you for sharing this. I think a lot of people relate to it in their own uh, way and pull out their own meaning that helps them get to the next step in whatever situation they're in or maybe bring peace to a situation. This next one is submitted by Hecate's Heart and it is titled, and you can find them on Twitter, um, and it is titled, A Wish Doctor Told Me Once That Africa Will Never Let Me Die. The plains of Africa whisper and rustle, shaking out the ancestors in the fields. Elder magic rising from the dust and dirt. You shall never. Tell us, Draco, where do we turn? Where will we go without your guidance? Your presence was one of extraordinary measures, as graceful as a dragon's steps, fueled by an inner fire. But you would smile that twinkle in your eye that meets mine, and you would nod your head up to the stars. Leave all the time in the world, alas. So thank you for submitting this, Hecate's Heart. Um, So this poem, they have uh, a quote at the end of, bottom of the piece, saying, In memory of Sir uh, Sean Connery, rest in the stars, sir. So this piece, and in the writer's words, is a tribute piece to the late uh, Sir Sean Connery. He played the role of Alan Quartermain in the movie A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and his role has stuck with me since I first watched it when I was a kid. You know, I have seen that movie before, and now I feel like I have to rewatch it, but it is always uh, an amazing feat, I think, from the artist's perspective and from uh, the consumer of said art, of uh, being so inspired by someone's work that leaves such an impression on you. Um, even at times, it might not be anything physical, you know, but just a really good movie we saw, and we had the memory of that, and that was enough to win a fan for life, uh, whether the portrayal of a character or the emotions and the ideas they gave off. So thank you for submitting this, uh, Sean Connery. Was a great actor, loved his work, and now I got a movie I have to rewatch. This next piece is by Caffeinated Poems on Instagram, and it is titled Turbulence. Turbulence overcomes the plane, and the children laugh. As their parents grip the handrests, they giggle. The cabin crew look around reassuringly as 100 sweaty fingers are linked and we all steadfastly remain in character as concerned passengers of Jetstar A320's matinee performance. But the children just keep laughing, uninhibited by etiquette, or physics, or fear, creating a tantalizing tension as innocence delicately invites us too to welcome the funny feelings in our tummies. So they laugh. And it feels to me that their laughs alone could keep the plane in the air. Thank you, Caffeinated Poems. 
growing up as a strange effect on all of us, <laughs> to put it mildly, in the sense that when you're a kid, you have that wonder, you know, like in the example of this poem, turbulence could be scary to some kids, yes, but it also could be something exciting and fun, because when you're a child, you don't always have the weight of reality uh, smothering your thoughts, that the plane could crash, or that, you know, life is a finite thing, and not saying knowing those things are bad in themselves, but sometimes it'd be it's nice to be inspired by children and to rekindle those sense of wonder and fearlessness and just enjoying the moment that just because it's a little scary doesn't always mean it's bad. Um, and something I, you know, I think I should remind myself sometimes to just enjoy that moment. Don't let the anxiety always get to you. And I really liked where this says, but the children just keep laughing uninhibited by etiquette, physics, or fear. So thank you for submitting that piece. Next one is by Peter Lilly at Peter Lilly Poems, and that's peterlillypoetry.blogspot.com. And it is titled, At Sea. We were all at sea. The horizon is fluid. Its mountains are ever-changing. Squalls bring tomorrow into now. We intertwine our limbs into the rigging and hope the waves don't tear us at the seams as the celestial force of time crashes over our bows and threatens our creaky hull with a premature eternity. We are all at sea, planning our routes by liquid landmarks, Adrift in a stillness that stretches today into starvation. We sink our teeth into the decks and hope for waves to vibrate in our gums. Our souls thirst for wind to catch our sails and move us from an eternal moment into change. So thank you, Peter Lilly, uh, for another wonderful piece. I, One, I always, as I said, always liked visual, very visual poetry, um, but what I brought for myself out of this one is going along with a the theme of life. Life is constantly changing, and we're just here for the ride, better or worse, and what comes along with that is that there are moments where we don't want change, or we feel like a moment can last forever, and all of a sudden... Uh, just like the line, as a celestial force of time crashes over our bows, things change in an instant. We're swept away. It almost feels like we try to hang on to dear life, to what we have and what we're going through. And then we pray and for that moment as the next line, our souls thirst for wind to catch our sails and move us. We pray for that moment for things will change again. Life is constantly changing and we just have to hold on sometimes and hope that the next place we go to is a bit better than the last this next one is by marion burnt um, they're on twitter as well by the same name at marion burnt and this piece is from their lockdown poetry collection which is inspired by lovers separated by the pandemic which is an unfortunate reality for 
thousands and maybe millions of people of the world in terms of what your country's lockdown procedures are currently. This one is titled, If. If. If you are in need, if you are in need of someone, just one, to join you in your silence, let me be someone, just if. Thank you, Marion. I have always thought um, that one of the best signs, at least for me, in terms of a good relationship, romantically, platonically, or what have you, but it is a good uh, coexistence with someone is being able to just enjoy each other's silence, enjoy each other's company, not needing to share always your thoughts and your words, but to just exist together for a period of time, you know, as you're, how do I describe it, but you're, you, you intermingle and, inter- and intertwine and move past and through each other as you do your own day-to-day lives, but being happy just that the other person is there sharing your presence. I think that it's a special kind of peace, and it's something that I always enjoy when you find someone that you can do that with. You can't always do that with everyone. you got to find the right people that match you in that way, I think. But when both people can be happy with that, it's just a different kind of peace, which is always nice. And in this case, too, sometimes it's nice just to be there for someone. You know, when people go through hard times, we always stress about what do we need to say? What can we say? We can't say anything to make them feel better. But sometimes just being there for that person, even if it's not talking, is enough. You know, sometimes even though you're alone going through a situation doesn't mean you need to be physically alone. So, that's at least what I take away. So now, rounding out today's episode, we have a piece by Adwin Finley, and it is titled, Stuck. It's a short story. He sits alone on a park bench, staring over the treetops towards the city. A gray suit and navy blue tie complement his dark features. He's stuck, always looking for a way out. Too scared to take the chance. He has never been good at being alone. A pretzel cart rolls by, pushed by a small man in baggy clothes. One, please, he calls out, waving the man down. He goes back to the bench, sits and stares off into the salt crystals, hoping to find the answer. His phone buzzes in his pocket. He knows it's her. Calling to yell, belittle him, to make sure he knows he's a failure in her eyes. His heart starts to race. His palms turn clammy. He pulls the phone from his pocket and looks at the 13 missed calls leering back at him. He sits a while longer, taking in the sounds of the birds and the rustling leaves. I have to, he whispers to himself while walking over to a green metal trash can. The phone in one hand and a cold half-eaten pretzel in the other. Walking away, he takes another bite. That was a great short story, Adwin, so thank you for sharing. So, 
rounding out everything and with this piece too. You know, one of the things I appreciated and it's not talked about too much, it's definitely more so nowadays, but I think it's still something that at least I can only speak from a guy's perspective that people usually don't expect in a lot of cases. I'm trying to not put words in people's mouth. You know, a guy being in an abusive relationship. Uh, even if it's just verbal, it still happens. But overall, no one should be in that kind of situation, obviously. Uh, relationships to me are such a big thing about value. You know, you want to value the other person. Treat them a- in a way that uh, shows the real worth and everyone's worth because we're all individuals and we're all unique is that every single person is priceless it doesn't mean that someone can't be bad but it just means that there's no one else like that person so if you're in a relationship with them treat them like they're priceless but know that you yourself are priceless is priceless you know and it's tough it's definitely tough you could be stuck in a situation, and it can be hard to leave. It can be scary to leave. Um, some extreme situations can be dangerous, and it can be tough just because it is what you've grown accustomed to. But right now, as I said many times before, is that you have a set number of years. You are priceless. If you are not happy, if you are uh, in a situation that isn't great, or someone is treating you in a way that you do not deserve, and I don't mean what you think you deserve if you're going through a hard time, but what you, in a way that you do not deserve as a priceless thing in this universe, maybe it's time to change that situation. But that's it. that is always easier said than done. And so if you are in a situation like this, I am wishing you the best. I encourage you to reach out to friends, family, to anyone that can help you. Even if it's just for encouragement, I am sending you my encouragement as much as I can uh, from the device you're listening to. So that is this week's episode. Once again, thank you to everyone who submitted. Um, as always, it takes so much courage to share your work, especially, I think, if it's something very personal, about experiences you yourself have gone through or experiences you've seen people gone through. It can be tough. It can, in some ways, be a little bit traumatizing to write things that have happened to you and share them but um, it can also be freeing and it can also help those who are dealing with something similar or have dealt with something similar or just let people that they're not alone in their situation and so I applaud everyone who shares their work and if your work is lighter too I applaud you for sharing because sharing creativity is hard it's scary you know you might think your work is good but then you wonder what everyone else will think and so I applaud everyone that also still keeps sharing their work to me. If you're interested in sharing your poem, letter, short story, maybe a really short essay, or what have you, and something in writing, um, send it my way. You can find me on Twitter at deadlettercast, that's C-A-S-T. And that's, once again, deadlettercast on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram, but very rarely. Need to work on that. And that's deadletterradio on Instagram as well. But you can just send me a DM. And just uh, and send me the file or what have you, or discuss if you have any questions about submissions. Every episode is on Sunday at 7 a.m. And if you enjoy this podcast, leave a review if you can on your podcast uh, app of choice. 
If you can't leave a review there, but you have the other one, leave a review at the other one. And if you can't do that, then just say hi to me on Twitter. Let me know what you think and spread the word if you enjoy it. Maybe you have some friends who write and maybe this will be a good encouragement for them to submit their writing and have it shared or they just enjoy listening to people's words and work. So once again, this is episode 7 of Dead Letter Radio. I'm your host, Taze, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.